Your brain is the most important tool you have. Are you taking care of it? Chronic stress affects your cognition, which is basically how you think, perceive, remember and decide. I know that you are awesome at getting things done and that you tend to keep a high pace in your life. And I'm also pretty sure that you've had those days when you just can't remember where you put your keys or when that important meeting is, even if you checked your calendar like three times. Maybe you even walked into a room and forgotten why you're there or keep on jumping from one task to another, not being able to focus for the love of your life (laughs) for more than a few seconds. That's not just being busy. There might be chronic stress talking. This is the second part in the series of how to know when to pull the brake, listing the cognitive symptoms of chronic stress. Last week, I spoke about the physical and the emotional symptoms, which are your body signals to slow down. Now, let's zoom in on the signals from your brain. Find the show notes and other resources at sofiafontselsing.com slash podcast. You're listening to Unleash the Badass Within by me, Sofia von Selsing, international coach and well-being specialist. I support high-achieving women leaders to reduce stress and build greater capacity to increase their presence and advance their careers. Hi ladies! Today, we're diving into a topic that touches most, if not all, high-achieving women leaders. The cognitive symptoms of chronic stress. And even if it does not apply to you personally, it might affect one of your team members or colleagues, so it's really good for everyone to be aware of this. So, we'll break this down. Stress in the short run, like you know, can be beneficial. It makes you react quickly and can actually save your life if needed. That's the whole idea of the automatic stress response. But when you're in a constant state of stress and your body never gets the chance to return to a relaxed state, which is where we should be, this is when you start getting problems. So stress in itself is not dangerous, but chronic stress without recovery is. Today, I want to spotlight the most common cognitive symptoms of chronic stress that you should be on the lookout for, starting with memory issues. Yep, chronic stress can really affect your short-term memory and also stop the creation of long-term memories. This also makes it really hard to learn new things. And the second one is difficulty concentrating. Do you find it hard to focus on one thing at a time or constantly jumping from one task to another? This could be a sign that you're running on overdrive. Then the third one is indecisiveness. When even small decisions like what to wear, what to eat just feels overwhelming. And then we're not even talking about the big decisions. That becomes almost impossible. Then the fourth is this rumination and spinning thoughts. When you go over and over and over the things in your mind without really coming to a solution. And then number five is negativity bias. 
You might find yourself focusing mostly on, you know, the negative outcomes or thinking in these worst case scenarios. And this is a clear sign that the brain is focusing on survival. So it's actually a natural thing. And then number six, difficulty with complex problem solving. This is when you really can't think or plan properly or solve problems in a structured way. And finally, low engagement and productivity. This is maybe a feeling that you can't be bothered by the things you used to like or do and that everything just takes longer and feels more challenging. And often we describe some of these symptoms as brain fog. This is when you feel like you have maple syrup in your head and everything goes slow and you're really lacking mental clarity. And as you can see, all of these things will impact your performance and your life in general. And it's not a nice place to be. And in my experience, it becomes kind of a vicious cycle because having these symptoms is very stressful and high stress makes the symptoms worse because you can't get stuff done which makes you more stressed, and then you keep on jumping from one task to another, which makes the brain even more tired, and then maybe you're procrastinating on important stuff, and that also fuels the stress. I had every single one of these symptoms during the time leading up to my exhaustion and for a long time afterwards. But with the right support, knowledge, smart habits, and time, they all went away. So I really want to send that message to you that if you are experiencing symptoms right now, it does not have to be like that forever. And that's how I work with my VIP clients, to raise awareness and knowledge around stress and the symptoms, and then working with their thoughts, their habits, their actions, their recovery, values, and a lot more to get out of the situation. Or preferably to work proactively to avoid ending up there in the first place. So recognizing these signs is so important and they aren't just, you know, you having a bad day. They are warning signs that you need to take seriously. It's basically your brain saying, I'm running on overdrive here and I need a break. So the million dollar question is, when do we pull the brake? How do we know when enough is enough? Like I spoke about in the last episode that you can find in the show notes, of course. The truth is that our bodies and minds are smarter than we give them credit for. They're always sending signals. The key is just to listen to them. And if you've not heard my previous episode, number 12, on physical and emotional symptoms, I highly recommend doing that. Because what's most common is that we have a combination of the physical, emotional and the cognitive symptoms if we have pushed too much for too long. And in my experience, the cognitive symptoms usually comes last, after the body has been trying to send signals for a while. And the cognitive symptoms are also usually the ones that stays the longest, so we really want to take care of our brain and break in time. And if you start to notice a combination of these symptoms mentioned in the previous or this episode, or even just one that's getting really persistent, it's time to stop and reassess. So here are some things that you can do. First, pause and reflect. Maybe designate a time daily or weekly to check in with yourself. How are you feeling mentally? Is decision-making harder? Is your memory foggy? This self-reflection time can really make a big difference. And then prioritize rest. 
Yes, that might mean turning down some opportunities, saying no, delegating tasks, and that's okay. You know, the bravest and the smartest thing you can do sometimes is just to say no and focus on rest. And then also engage in some stress-reducing activities. Mindfulness exercises are excellent, or, you know, physical exercise, depending on how you're feeling. Just find out what makes you relaxed and carve out time for it. I would usually say that if you're experiencing this kind of cognitive symptoms, then I would not recommend going for, you know, hard physical exercise. That's just too much for your body to handle right now. And then seek professional support. Like a coach specialized in this area or a therapist can really give you this, you know, guidance and coping techniques. And sometimes just talking about what you're experiencing can really help. And if you want support from me, here are two concrete things you can do. Number one is head to my website and fill out a work with me application to schedule a free discovery call. There, I will ask you a set of questions to see if we're a good fit and walk you through what it's like to work together in my four-month VIP program. We will look at where you are right now and where you would like to be. And after you have enrolled, we'll make an action plan to get there. And the other option is to book a 90-minute strategy session with me, where we zoom in on one specific area together and get really laser-focused. This can be your well-being or situation right now, assessment of current stress levels, your performance goals, or talk about your superpowers, self-confidence and zone of genius. I'll drop a link in the show notes for both of these options. So to all of the awesome women leaders out there, remember that your leadership is not just about how much you can handle before you break, but how you can find sustainability to thrive and inspire those around you. And I know you love doing that. So recognizing some cognitive symptoms of stress isn't a sign of weakness or failure. It's just a sign that you are self-aware and that you're mentally strong to pay attention. And you heard me say this before, and I will say it again. Self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. Because the world needs your energy, your passion, and most importantly, your clear mind. And the world also needs more amazing women like you in leadership positions. Which is also a reason why I'm so passionate about supporting women leaders to stay in their roles and find sustainability in doing so. Or help them find a new career where they can continue to spread their awesomeness, but in a different way. Until next time... Take care of yourself and go be a badass. Thanks for listening today. If you're getting value from this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with other women leaders. Remember that you are awesome.